On this episode of the GESC podcast, I sit down with a few of the cast members from The Laramie Project, the first drama slam of our season. And this one is special for a number of reasons. Not only is it a four-day engagement, but it also deals with a very difficult topic of the death of Matthew Shepard. Actors to your places, podcast listeners to your earbuds, join us as we make our great escape. In October 1998, in the middle of the prairie outside Laramie, Wyoming, Matthew Shepard, age 21, a student at the University of Wyoming, was tied to a fence post, severely beaten, robbed, tortured, and left to die. He was discovered 18 hours later, rushed to the hospital, put on life support, and then died five days following. Uh, the reason for this brutal crime was that Matthew Shepard was gay. Now, this hate crime attracted vast attention worldwide, bringing sexual discrimination and violence to the forefront of public discourse. I'm sure many of us who were around at that time were familiar with the news coverage and the stories of it surfacing. The Tectonic Theater Project traveled to Laramie in the aftermath of this horrible crime with the intent of creating a theatrical portrait of the town coming to grips with what had happened. Now, over the course of a year and a half, the group interviewed more than 200 subjects some directly related to the case, and some regular citizens of Laramie. And out of these interviews, journal entries, and found texts, the Laramie Project was born. Now, we are lucky to have four different productions of the Laramie Project coming up this weekend, uh, starting Thursday, June 20th, running through Sunday, June 23rd. Now, I wanted to mention the times right away because we have a little bit of a change than usual as opposed to a Saturday evening show we have a Saturday afternoon show at 2 p.m. on the 22nd so please keep that in mind if you find yourself in town for this production and I highly recommend you get a chance to come out and see it I had the opportunity to sit in on one of the rehearsals it's a very moving uh, very somber piece that uh, humanized a story that many of us are familiar with and helped show what a town goes through when things like this happen, when tragedies like this take place. I was lucky enough to sit down with six of the cast members of this 15-person show. It will come up a few times throughout our interview that the actors have to play multiple roles, they have to take on many different, sometimes competing personas to tell this very complicated story, and they do such a wonderful job of explaining the importance of the piece, what it takes to put it on, as well as their personal experiences with the text. So I'm going to turn it over to them. I hope you enjoy it. It's a little bit longer than our usual interviews, but it was so important that I wanted to hear, to hear it in its entirety. So join me now as I interview the cast of The Laramie Project. All right, thank you all so much for joining us. Would you take a moment to introduce yourselves? Marty Grote. Gary Reed. Asher Wertheimer. Rachel Doan. Wade Foster. Governor Stovall. Now, usually I ask actors to tell us what role they're playing, but for you, I'm curious, how many roles are each of you playing? Four. Um, I'm playing five different roles. Six. I see a lot of people counting on their fingers. <laughs> Four. Four. I have no idea. <laughs> I must be the slacker. I only have three. <laughs> So, obviously, the format of the Laramie Project is a little bit different than, say, a traditional stage play. Uh, in what ways, aside from additional actor roles, in what ways is this piece different? In, which ways, in what ways does this piece uh, work as a different piece of theater for you? 
this is interesting because it joins a genre of something called verbatim documentary. These are based on actual interviews, so uh, this is not writerly at all. It is what people said in response to interviews, and so syntax varies greatly. Uh, it's, it's just a really interesting way to work. It's, it's in line with things like Anna Devere Smith's uh, Twilight Los Angeles 1992, um, Peter Boyer's Ellis Island, and I'm just fascinated by that. I got to study with Anna Devere Smith in New York Fantastic. with uh, Twilight Los Angeles. So I'm attracted to this kind of theater based on real people and not being quite so actorly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's it kind of is exactly what I was thinking, the fact that it's not what anyone's you know written for a dramatic effect, it's just what people have said, and that in part is great, especially dealing with like the gravity of this play as well, is you think, oh, okay, there are people who think the way I think, who are, you know, out there pushing love and pushing good tidings, but then it's also difficult because now I have to be a person who thinks these horrible things and says these horrible things. So how, as actors, do you prepare yourselves for such a different role? For me, it's more of going and researching the people that actually set these words. Uh, for me, going and seeing that, you know, one of my characters is the CEO of a hospital and having to go through and get in that mindset of being this 50-year-old man who's heading a hospital who just had one of his patients who's nationally known for this incident. And it just takes you back to make you think, like, the words that you're saying have more gravity to them when you're actually speaking it to a crowd. But yeah, it's really getting into the shoes of the characters you're playing, like uh, researching Laramie, Wyoming, which is the um, setting in which this play takes place, and the setting in which the real story actually happens. So I think what's possible when you're doing this verbatim kind of work is that it makes it safer to explore difficult subjects. It makes things not quite so polarized. We can talk about what people said, and I think often when people are interviewed, they reveal things about themselves or about their opinions and attitudes that they weren't aware they were revealing. Um, and so it gives us in a community a chance afterwards to talk about this and do it through the lens of the people who were there. Uh, so it, it's, a, I think, a, a great way to, for theater to tackle challenging topics. Laramie, Wyoming, I think, is a very interesting place because it's very diverse. You have ranchers and traditional farmers uh, who have lived there for generations. Uh, you also have academics at the University of Wyoming, and then there are simple townspeople, shop owners, and uh, people who uh, simply live in the town. Uh, that gives us, as actors, a wide variety of characters that we have to play in order to accurately portray uh, what type of town Laramie, Wyoming is. I think something that was kind of difficult but also helped with uh, kind of coming up with what I wanted to portray with my characters is that uh, it occurred to uh, me that, you know, these are real people who are also still alive today. And so I've really tried to kind of put myself in these people's shoes and, you know, remind myself that these lines were not written. These were things that uh, people were interviewed and these were things that people said normally just in a conversation. So I really try and make my lines just kind of flow like I'm just 
talking like not like I'm reading something or saying lines I want to always try and you know act like I'm talking to someone that's a really good observation that's uh, and it, it pays respect to those individuals who were interviewed it's interesting because I have to portray both people who killed Matthew Shepard which is very difficult because it is the antithesis of my point of view in this world um, and I've looked into their lives and their and what where they are right now both of them and interestingly enough one of them is very vocal about everything that's happened and one of them I can't find anything on him and I haven't watched any I wonder if there is a video recording of their trial, but I haven't looked for it in part just because I feel like watching it will make me feel differently about them and will make it, will change the way I portray them. And I'm not sure for the better or for worse. So I don't want to, I don't want to risk that, but it's, that's why it's so rough to know, okay, they actually said this and I have to actually, like Wade said, be the person that means this. It does make it challenging because you want to research and you want to know things that will guide you, but you don't want to know too much. Um, so researching this has been fascinating. Uh, and I can't wait to really research it when we're done. And on the subject of researching, what are some things that maybe you've all discovered in your own independent research? Um, well, Romaine Patterson, which is a character played by Penelope, um, she actually has a YouTube channel, and so I looked her up on YouTube. And she hasn't uploaded anything recently, but I found um, a few videos of her from a couple years ago and just watched them because it's, it's so fascinating to know that uh, this, this woman who I'm watching on YouTube making these videos and having fun was best friends with Matthew Shepard and actively talked to him and talked to him a few days before the attack. And I'm just imagining the pain that she went through and just um, imagining her saying the words that are written in the script. It totally puts a new perspective on it. Russell Henderson, one of the, um, one of the men that was um, put away for life for the beating and murder of Matthew Shepard, um, they did an interview with him 10 years after the fact, after his sentencing, and he's been uh, very vocal of how he is just repentant, I guess, of the person that he used to be, um, and claims that he was the victim of just following a person with more, that was more charismatic than him, that was more sure of himself than him, um, and that, namely Aaron McKinney, um, and that he just kind of went with the flow and realizes that that's not an excuse, but that that's what happened to him and that he doesn't really think these things that he's been put away for, which I'm not sure how much of that I actually believe, but it's interesting to read that and kind of tie that into nowadays and our society nowadays and there's a lot of that going on right now in the world and that's definitely on my mind during this. Last question here and I ask this of all my interviewees, what do you hope audiences get out of this performance? For me I hope that the audience just truly realizes the severity of what happened all these years ago. 
and that, you know, they look at it as a chance to also reflect on how even today in our society that we're still facing issues like this, that we're still facing crimes and prejudice and just pure hate from people who dislike someone who's not like them. And I hope that they're able to see it and just take it as a way to mold their mind to just see things in a different view. I would say one of the most important things to take away from this is actually, um, spoilers, uh, <laughs> at, the, at the very end there's a line that someone points out that no, nothing concrete or lasting came out of what happened to Matthew Shepard. And Wyoming didn't pass any hate crime legislation or anything like that uh, directly. It was after, even a year after the attack. And I looked into it, and they actually passed anti-discrimination laws and hate crime laws in 2015, which is a little late, in my opinion. So I think what I would ask audiences or hope audiences take away from this is that this is not something that happened a while ago, 17 years ago, and is now done and over with. This is something that is, that is happening everywhere. And I hope people are take, uh, sit up and take notice of what's happening in the courts that can help make a difference and what's happening with legislation and just kind of inform themselves as to what they can do. I hope that audiences will take away, after seeing this play, little pieces. They'll see little pieces of themselves, both good and bad, and hopefully the characters will reflect good and bad in everyone. And you realize, as you're experiencing the play, we're all in this together, and we all have to be on the same page in order to make progress. Uh, I think that the big takeaway that I think that uh, audience members should get from this show is that um, uh, there's so many characters in this show as we kind of talked about when we started. I think there's something like uh, just over 40 characters. And so we go through a lot of different people and a lot of different perspectives. And uh, I think that what the main thing uh, people should pick up is that uh, we all do believe different things, but uh, we're living in a place where um, we're supposed to respect each other's beliefs and we shouldn't be judged or hated based on other people's beliefs, even if we don't disagree with them or agree with them or disagree with them. The show presents the idea of uh, hate crimes and whether or not some of the characters struggle, some of the characters struggle with why there should be a distinctive treatment under a heading of hate crime when a murder is a murder is a murder is what many of us might believe and that there are punishments in place for when that happens. But a part of what's available is a chance as a culture, as a nation, to relay what our values are and a a hate crime helps us to say as a nation, this is not what we support, this is not what we believe in. So it has, I think, a distinctive uh, place in a conversation. And so I'm hoping that that kind of conversation is going to happen after this. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. It was a privilege to sit down and talk with this cast. Uh, they're doing such a wonderful job of telling this very difficult story. 
If you'd like to come and see the Laramie Project, it will be at The Great Escape starting Thursday, June 20th and running until Sunday, June 23rd. And don't forget, that Saturday show, instead of at 7 p.m., is at 2 p.m. So Saturday, June 22nd is at 2 p.m. as opposed to our usual 7 o'clock start time. As always, I'd like to close out with some thank yous. First of all, to Kyle Booth. Thank you, Kyle, for the music. To Veronica Louise Photography, who does our photography for us. Check her out on Facebook and give her a like and a share. While you're there, give us a like and a share as well. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening at The Great Escape, please check out greatescapestagecompany.com. I hope you all get a chance to come see The Laramie Project, as well as the other upcoming productions we have this season. We've got a lot of wonderful things in store for you. As always, I'm Antonio Barroso, your host. Thank you so much for joining us.